Checklist. 19 custom ad report tasks for advanced Facebook advertisers. This is the blog post found at johnloomer.com slash reports dash checklist. So one tool that not nearly enough Facebook advertisers use is the custom ad reports. No, not the default campaign reporting Facebook gives you. And simply clicking on the reports link doesn't cut it either. In fact, once you click on that link within Ads Manager, you'll get a default report that is pretty darn worthless. It's a single report for every campaign you've been running for the past seven days, consisting of 17 columns worth of data. It's not helpful. But once you dig in, and I mean truly dig in, you'll find gold. This is the information that will help you learn about what actually works and doesn't work, and will allow you to optimize your advertising for success. I'm obsessed with Facebook ad reports, and I'm determined to make sure that other advanced advertisers use it too. It's why I made one of the focuses of my FB Mastery workshops, the ad reports. If you haven't signed up yet, just a quick heads up, the time is running out, especially if you want to get that early bird special. Go to johnloomer.com slash masteryworkshops. Now, back to this regular schedule, schedule program. If you haven't used these custom ad reports yet, use this checklist to get started. Even if you have, it's likely you haven't done each of these 19 things. Number one, edit columns. We'll start simple. So to unlock the gold found within Facebook's custom ad reports, click the edit columns button on the left. Then you'll see a dialog that has all kinds of information within it for data aggregation, data breakdowns, delivery and spend, clicks, actions, revenue, cost per action, ton of ton of data in there. Number two, use filters. Chances are good that when you run your reports, especially if it's for more than a few days, they will include data for campaigns that you don't want to see at that time. For example, if you create a report for website conversions, you won't want to see results for campaigns that use the page likes, likes objective. This kind of stuff can be cleaned up by using filters. Click the Add Filters button next to the Edit Columns button. You can then create filters based on campaign name, ad set name, and ad name. And your, ad, your filter can be that your campaign name, ad set name, or ad name contains something, does not contain something, is something or is not something. In other words, you are entering a name that is or isn't in the campaign, an ad set or ad name, so that you can include only specific campaigns within your reports. For example, I only want to see reports for the John Loomer Digital page, so I add a filter for contains John Loomer Digital in the campaign name. Or maybe I only want to see campaigns that were run for page likes, and I include the objective within my campaign titles, as you should. I'd add a filter for contains page likes in the campaign name. What if I didn't want results for any of my ad sets when targeting lookalikes? Well, I include the name of the target audience within the ad set name, so that's easy. I'd add a filter for does not contain lookalikes in the ad set name. For any of these filters to work properly, you need to have a good naming convention for your campaigns, ad sets, and ads. Be descriptive and be consistent. All right, so number three, 
Save a report. What can be annoying about Facebook's ad reports is that you'll customize a great report, but as soon as you leave that page, you'll lose everything. If you want that information again, you'll need to completely recreate it. That is, assuming you don't save it. Once you've created a report that you think you'll need later, click the Save button. Then name it something descriptive so you'll remember what it is later. Then, when you want to access it, simply click on the, the down arrow by Reports at the top to get a menu of saved reports. And it also includes some default reports that Facebook generates for you. All right, number four, share a report. Now that you've saved a report, you can share it with a coworker or client. Simply click the share button at the top. Then you'll be given a link that you can copy and share with your colleagues. Number five, schedule a report. Maybe there's a report that you want emailed to you and your team on an ongoing basis. Click the schedule button on the right. You can have your report emailed on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis starting on the date you determine. Enter everyone's email address and your entire team will receive this report when they need it. Number six, view two days per row. By default, Facebook will show you results for the past seven days. Each row will show all results by campaign, ad set, or ad for that period. An obscure little option here, though, is to view results by the following. One day per row, two days per row, seven days per row, and of course, the default all days. So by default, Facebook is showing you all days. Click the all days drop down though, and you'll get the other options. Let's say that you're only viewing the results for one campaign, no ad sets or ads during the past 14 days. By default, you'd see only one row showing you all selected columns of data for that campaign during those 14 days. But if you select two days per row, each row will cover a different two day period. You'll get seven rows in all, helping you spot trends in performance. Number seven, add column for ad objective. I typically include the objective, like page likes, clicks to website, website conversions, etc., within the campaign name, but not everyone does that. What if you want to see this information within your report? After clicking the edit columns button, check the add objective box within data aggregation. A column will then be added for your ad objective. Nice and helpful. All right, number eight, view performance by age. After clicking the edit columns button, go to data breakdowns. This is my favorite information found within Facebook ad reports. By default, none is selected, but instead select age. Facebook will show a column for age so that you'll be able to view results based on age group. Facebook will then give you results for the following age groups, assuming they were reached with your advertising. 13 to 17, 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44, 45 to 54, 55 to 64, and 65 plus. This will be very useful when determining your cost per conversion, for example, depending on the age of your audience. Now, I know many advertisers will create a different ad set by age to split test, but thanks to Facebook ad reports, this isn't always necessary. All right, so number nine, view performance by gender. So you can also have Facebook generate a column for gender. This is also within data breakdowns. Facebook will then generate a column for that. Your results will now be split up, giving you rows for male, female, and other. 
This can be very useful when determining whether men or women respond more or less favorably to your advertising. Number 10, view performance by age and gender. So still within data breakdowns. Sure, maybe you already determined that women respond best to your ads. And maybe you know that the 25 to 34 age group is your sweet spot. But that age group also includes men. You can split that out. So have Facebook generate columns for age and gender. You'll then get two new columns, one for age and one for gender. Your results will now be split up even further, giving you a row for each age group mentioned earlier for each gender. And that includes other. Number 11, view performance by country. Still within data breakdowns. So does performance of your ads differ by country? It's very, very likely. So have Facebook generate a column for country. In addition to getting a column indicating the country targeted, you will now get a separate row for each country to keep those results separate. Do you create different ad sets by country? You may not need to. Number 12, view performance by placement. If you don't manually change your placement within ad sets, Facebook will show your ads across desktop newsfeed, mobile, and right column. But do you ever wonder how your ads performed in each placement? Some people will create separate ad sets to figure this out, but you don't need to. Have Facebook generate a column for placement. This again is within data breakdowns. So Facebook will then break apart performance depending on where it was shown. One column per placement. Actually one row per placement. Placements include the following. Newsfeed on desktop computers, newsfeed on mobile devices, right column ads on desktop computers, and right column ads on homepage for desktop computers. As you can see, Facebook splits apart right column ads to differentiate between when your ads are shown on the homepage, so that's next to the newsfeed, and on all other pages. Number 13, view cross-device performance. A nice addition that Facebook made recently was for cross-device reporting. Have Facebook add a column for cross-device. And again, this is within data breakdowns. So note that this is mainly for conversion reporting. Some data will not be available for cross-device reports. So Facebook will then generate three new columns for cross-device reporting. The placement, impression device, and conversion device. So what does this mean? Facebook is helping answer the following questions for you. Number one. On what device were users when they saw your ad? Number two, on what device were users when they converted? And number three, are these results the same? So it's quite possible that users are seeing your ad on a mobile device, but later converting from their desktop, for example. So help you see if that change is being made. All right, number 14, view performance by destination. This is the last one within data breakdowns. So you may want to break down performance based on destination. So for example, maybe you split tested sending users to different landing pages within the same campaign. For example, maybe one ad went to a Facebook tab and another to your website. Have Facebook add a column for destination. Facebook will then show you results based on where users went after clicking your ad. If they went to a page on your website, Facebook will pull the title from that page. Otherwise, it may be the name of your Facebook page or application, for example. All right, so number 15, change the attribution window. So most advertisers don't realize this, but Facebook reports actions, which includes conversions, as follows. One day after viewing an ad and 28 days after clicking 
on the ad. So if you're running a campaign that tracks conversions, for example, Facebook will by default tell you how many people converted based on those settings. The definition of a conversion includes far more than users who clicked and immediately converted. But this also includes things like page likes and website clicks. I'm fine with this for conversions in particular, but you can change it. So while viewing actions within edit columns, you'll see at the top that the attribution window is set as described earlier. Then click the change attribution window link. You'll now have the following options. One day after viewing the ad, seven days after viewing the ad, 28 days after viewing the ad, then one day after clicking in ad, seven days after clicking on the ad, and 28 days after clicking on the ad. So your results will then be split out depending on how many of the actions were performed within those attribution windows. So one of my page like campaigns broke down as follows. One day after viewing the ad, five, that's five page likes. Seven days after viewing the ad, five page likes. 28 days after viewing the ad, five page likes. Then one day after clicking on the ad, 310 page likes. Seven days after clicking on the ad, 311 page likes. And 28 days after clicking the ad, 311 page likes. So what does that mean? So to help you understand this, note that this campaign generated a total of 316 pa total page likes. So don't add up all of those numbers. So while 310 people liked my page within one day of clicking my ad, 311 did within seven and 28 days. That just means that one more person liked my page within a day or more following that first click. All right, so number 16, create a page likes report. So you should know your way around these ad reports now. So it's time that you create some saved reports that you can put to good use. Use the following base settings for a page likes report. So for ad filter, use campaign name contains page likes. For delivery and spend within edit columns, amount spent. Within actions of edit columns, page likes. Within cost per action, cost per page like. So in order for the filter to work, of course, you'll need to use a naming convention that includes the objective within the campaign name. Now note that this is a base report. It is as basic as can be so that you aren't distracted unnecessarily by metrics that may not matter. Of course, you may want to add uh, data aggregation columns, because I love those, and a few others later. But I like to start with the base and then edit my save report later. Some other columns you may need within data aggregation would be the ad set name and ad name, and within delivery and spend would be frequency and cost per 1,000 impressions. All right, number 17, create a clicks to website report. Use the following base settings for a clicks to website report. Adding a filter, campaign name contains clicks to website, delivery and spend, amount spent, actions, website clicks, and cost per action, cost per website click. Once again, this is very basic to start, and the filter will only work if you include the objective within the campaign name. So some other columns you may need, within data aggregation, again, ad set name and ad name, within delivery and spend will be frequency and cost per 1,000 impressions, then actions, website conversions. So even though these ads weren't run with the objective of a website conversion, often track them anyway. All right, number 18, create a video views report. Now use the following base settings for a video views report. Add filter, campaign name contains video views, delivery and spend, amount spent, actions, clicks to play video, and cost per action, cost per clicks to play video. 
Once again, very basic to start, and the filter will only work if you include the objective within the campaign name. Now some other columns you may need. Data aggregation, ad set name and ad name, delivery and spend, frequency, and then several actions you may want, including video views, average duration of video viewed, average percentage of video viewed, website clicks, and website conversions. So when running Facebook video ads, you may be using a CTA button that drives users to a website to perform a conversion. In that case, you may need more columns. All right, number 19 is the final one. Create a website conversion report. So use the following base settings for a website conversion report. First, add filter campaign name contains website conversions. Delivery and spend, amount spent, actions, website conversions, and cost per action, cost per website conversion, and finally revenue, website conversion value. So once again, very basic, and only gonna, the, the filter is only gonna work if you use the objective within the campaign name. Some other columns would be data aggregation for ad set name and ad name, delivery and spend, frequency and cost per 1,000 impressions, and then uh, actions, click, uh, excuse me, actions, website clicks, and clicks, click-through rate, or CTR. Now, I'll, I'll occasionally include CTR and website clicks to help me determine if there's a disconnect between my ad and the landing page. So that's it. Now it's your turn. Note that I'm focusing on the core uses for Facebook ad reports. If you have a mobile app, desktop app, Facebook offer, or event, the types of reports will vary. Any other tasks that you'd add to this checklist, let me know in the comments. Go to johnlimmer.com reports dash checklist.